Hello, this is Mary from A to Z Parent Talk, and I'm here to talk to you about after you are going to be very close to having your baby. Um, the first video was all about um, the preparation and just finding out you're pregnant and how wonderful and beautiful having a baby can be. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a little bit about empathy and the needs of the baby. Um, we are also going to talk a little bit about where we learn some of these things and what we like and don't like about what we learned. So, in different cultures, uh, we're taught different things, and in your uh, home style, whatever you grew up with, uh, you could also affect what you learned as a parent. Um, one of the things that can um, be learned during through your culture and through your families, and if you're not even practicing your original culture of your uh, family and you are living um, in a home where there is uh, there's just some traditions that have been passed on maybe and maybe not culturally just in your immediate uh, family there can be uh, some uh, cultures will pass on some of their traditions and so you may be practicing some of those but not all of them um, and also uh, your religious beliefs could come from uh, the culture that your family originally came from and it could be a new religion that's been passed down by your family um, you may have learned some things about um, the origin, your family origin, and what that means for you in your family. Um, you may not have learned anything about it. So you could just be going by whatever you witnessed in your family, with your parents, with the parents that you in your life that you have seen. So there are many things that can affect uh, what we know about parenting and how we parent. Um, so it could also be affected by our social economic level. So if we come from a family that has lots of money or money is very important. Um, or we come from a family who doesn't have very much money and money is important again, because there isn't enough of it. And even if you're right in the middle of that, um, it can affect uh, your family and how you function and um, the, what children learn about uh, economics and socialization. All of it comes from everything that we have learned and pass on down to our children. What environments we put our children in, what environments we grew up in. Um, there's so many factors that can um, affect what kind of parent we choose to be 
or what we just naturally fall into. Um, I believe that all parents can be taught to be good parents if they don't have those skills and whatever they were taught can be good or bad and that can if they don't like it they can change it so um, so I have a couple questions for you to think about and you might want to jot this down um, in a notebook as we'll be having other little exercises to do to um, look at what's really going on for us as a new parent and where our thinking is coming from and what we like and don't like. Um, so think about when you were growing up what kind of values do you think you received from your parents? Write three values that your parents passed on to you. Okay, and then from your values that you wrote down, what expectations do you have now because of those values that you were taught? Okay, and then you're going to write down from the, the after you've written down the expectations, you're going to write down what your behavior is because of those expectations. So do you see a behavior you have based on those expectations which came from the values you, you were taught? see a pattern of what you were what you received in your values and how you you are now practicing those values and having expectations and then how it affected your behavior now now all of this could be good, or it could be bad, and maybe it didn't matter at all for you. But writing it down and looking at it helps you see if there was something that stuck to you that you didn't like and you want to change. Okay? So there's also things that we learn about uh, being pregnant, having a baby, and whether that is a positive or a negative thing 
in your family and in your culture. So if you uh, come from a culture where it is, um, it is good to have lots of children and the more children you have, the more wealth they consider you having. In some cultures, uh, they might uh, regulate how many children you can have, and that can change your thinking about children being pregnant and uh, having children. But if you come from a culture where, um, and maybe it's not a culture, maybe you've just learned within your home growing up, and you weren't even practicing any uh, specific culture that your family come from, uh, but you were taught that uh, you should be um, you should procreate and that it's not up to you to control or judge that, that it's all up to God, which is a religious belief. So if your home has a religious belief like that, you may believe that um, all children, all pregnancies, all births are a positive, joyful thing. And if you come from a family where um, there's been a lot of stress around children being born and you witnessed it as a child that having more children was a stressful situation for your parents and the other children and they were struggling and having a hard time, that may have affected how you feel about having a child in your own family now. So we need to look at these things and see, is there something positive about what I learned? And it's, or is there something negative that, about what I learned that I don't want to do with my own child or my own life? Now, many people in our society now um, don't necessarily follow their original culture. So we've, we have many different kinds of families in the world and we have many different religions and many different ideas about what a home should be like and what, it, what having children um, means. Um, because we have the culture of um, birth control now where it's easy to get and everyone, um, everyone is trying to be more conscious of how many children they have, how over thinking about can I afford, you know, five children, can I afford one child, and some people are are choosing other things. They're choosing their careers and they're choosing um, to not be in relationships at, at a young, early age. 
some people get involved in a relationship late in life and they might have one child, two children. Um, whatever your situation is, uh, looking at what the best thing is for you and your children and your whole family uh, is really up to you to look at. Because as a parent, you're just, you're going to maybe just do whatever, do whatever you think is best, but there may be a better way. There may, may be tools that you weren't taught. There may be um, some ideas that would be better for you and your heart. Maybe you want to do it the way your parents did and maybe you don't want to do it the way your parents did. Some families pass on other types of uh, things to their children that are basically um, an idea of discipline and some of that is good and some of that is bad. So your parents might have chose to spank you as a child and they felt that was the best way to discipline. You may have grown up in a family where timeout was used in your household and that may have been the best thing for your family. You may have been isolated after doing some inappropriate thing or breaking a rule, you may have been isolated away from everyone and maybe even beaten, hit, or hurt in an inappropriate way. That can affect how you feel about having a child. So the things that we experience are the things that we either love or we are afraid of. Don't want to be that kind of parent. There are many people who are afraid to be parents if they've come from abusive situation in their own lives, in their own home. But I believe that if you learn the right tools and you understand why you believe the way that you do or why you react and are the type of parent that you are or the type of person that you are, uh, you can change that into the positive parent that you want to be, the loving, empathetic parent that you want to be. And all people have built in us a love and empathy that was there from the time we were born. What we do with that later depends on what kind of experiences we have. So one thing I would like everybody to think about is uh, what are the five things in your life growing up, the five things that 
have to do with babies. I think about your home and about babies. Babies that were born, babies that were there visiting, babies that were friends, babies. Think about all of your experiences being around babies. And write the five things that you remember about that in your home. And with that, next to each of those, I would like you to write which ones you would like to continue to carry on and which of those that you would like to change. So this will give you a little bit of idea about what your family felt about babies. And it could be different for everyone in your family. You might want to break that down even more. What are the five things your father thought about babies or acted and behaved around babies? How did your mother behave around babies or act around babies or thought about babies? And same with your siblings if they're older than you. You may not remember if you're one of the oldest about um, watching any siblings with babies but if you're a younger child you will have some experiences about that watching your siblings with babies and what did that mean um, how did they treat the babies how did they feel about babies what was their behavior around babies and a lot of people have experiences um, outside of the home about babies. Maybe they babysat when they were pretty, you know, young. Maybe they babysat their siblings. Maybe they babysat their cousins. Maybe they went outside the home and babysat other people's children. So all of those things come into play in how we see and how we observe and feel about having babies and being with babies. And one of the things that I always like to tell people about babies is babies are, their main job is to thrive, to live, to get their needs met. So we, as the parent, have to try our best to understand what it is that baby needs. And when they're very little newborns, their needs are pretty simple. And so if their needs are being met, and we're doing what we need to do as parents <clears throat> and we're paying attention and we're listening we're going to have a bond with their child that helps us know what their needs are um i have watched many mothers 
be frustrated with their child and not sure what that baby needs. And they've tried everything and nothing's working. But the mother's frustrated, the father's frustrated. The baby feels that frustration. That baby feels everything that you feel. That is how attached they are to you as the infant. And they know when your stress level is up, then they get anxious too. So the calmer, the more peaceful you are, the calmer the child will get. Rocking your child, holding your child, and comforting them, nursing them if you're nursing a child, checking to see if their diapers are wet or soiled. And sometimes they might have gas and they can't tell you that. So all of these things are things that we have to pay attention. Pay attention to what time of day these things are happening. Maybe what what did they do that day? What did you do with the child that day? Were they on their routine, on their schedule? As little infants, they are, uh, it's easy to meet their needs, but it is more on a schedule. So we have to pay attention to that if we get involved in something else or we haven't been paying attention to the schedule. We might realize after the baby has been crying for an hour that it was time for them to eat. It was, or it was time to check their diaper or they just wanted to be held and they just wanted to be rocked and they wanted to be close to you and they want to hear your heart. They love to hear your heartbeat. They've been hearing your heartbeat as the mother for nine months. And so it's a very comforting thing for them to be held and hear that heartbeat. And fathers can comfort the babies too. If you've been talking to that baby in the womb for nine months, when that baby comes out, they know your voice. And you can just watch babies uh, who are used to hearing their parents talk to them when they come into the room and they talk, then all of a sudden the baby stops doing everything and listens. And they get to know who the daddy is and who the mommy is when they enter the room and talk. And it might be the same for siblings, siblings that love to talk to babies in the womb. And they might know, oh, that's my sister. They don't know how to say sister. They don't know gender yet. They just know they know that voice. And sometimes they won't like that voice if it's a child that screams at them all the time. So it is good to help the other children learn to speak to the baby in soft comforting tones and 
you know, the more peaceful your environment, the more peaceful the baby is. And um, I always feel like if you, when a baby is in my arms, I can't help but be at peace and want to comfort, hold, rock them. And you, this makes a difference for those babies. They, they're used to being in the womb and rocking, rocking when you're walking, rock, walk, rocking in there all the time in the amniotic fluid. Just whatever you're doing, they're doing too. And uh, so for them to just lay in a crib alone is not not something that they're going to be happy about. They want to be with you. And eventually they will learn to separate and be uh, asleep in their own environment. But you have to let them get there and have a chance to do that. And you have to make decisions about how you want your sleep time for your baby to be. Because there's lots of choices there too. So in the next sessions, I am going to be talking about um, how to stimulate your babies um, in the, when they're trying to speak to you because they try to speak to you very early on to let you know what their needs are. Like I said, if they're hungry, you're going to start to learn their cries. They're, they're cries that are all different for different things, which somebody has come up with uh, a whole language that babies speak. I don't know that language <laughs> for every baby, but if you're a parent, you're going to know what that is for your baby. When your baby cries a certain way because it's hungry, it cries a certain way when they're uncomfortable and there's something in their diaper or... They cry another way when they're hurting because they got their arms stuck behind them or, or any number of things. So you as a parent, when you pay attention and you listen, you will know your own child. And the, one of the main things that comes into play is the empathy that you have. Some people naturally have empathy because of the love that they've been given in their life and the caring and empathy they received. Some people don't have that empathy and they, they need to learn how to find it. Find it in your heart. The empathy that was put there in the very beginning of your work. The empathy that says, I love that person. I love my mommy. I love my daddy. I care about them. I want to do the best thing I can for them. I want to love them. The same thing is for your baby. I love my baby. I want to nurture my baby. I want to hold my baby. I want to give my baby the best possible loving life they can have. And. When you are not sure about that feeling, the more positive things you say, the more you will feel it, the more you will 
live it, the more you will give it. So just say kind, sweet words to your child and that empathy will grow and you will know that that child's relying on you, you as the parent, to take care of them, nurture them, love them, and meet their needs. And next time we come on, I'll talk about what those needs are for us as adults and children. So practice some of those things I told you and really think about what you want to keep in your life and what you learned as a parent and from your parents and around you and what things you don't want to do with your own child and how then we're going to learn how we can change that. Okay, have a great day. Come back for the next lesson. Bye-bye.